I just like put my hand up and I yelled. I was like, hello everyone, if you wouldn't mind, I'm about to propose to the love of my life, right? And like yelled it and she turned around, she's like, what are you doing? You guys had some dads, man. You guys had some some dads with some to prove. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, they're not all they're not all great stories like that, Mike. But uh, you know, <laughs> they also like fighting. <laughs> writing writing a book, in my experience, um, is twenty percent fun, eighty percent grind, and that eighty percent sucks. That eighty yeah. percent is a real freaking grind. It's yeah. just that that twenty percent makes it worth it. That twenty yeah. percent is so awesome that yeah. you're willing to tolerate the eighty percent, and I think that's where a lot of people fall off. All right, hello and welcome to the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. He's Jadeb Justin Richardson, and on the show today. We have the author of the new novel, They're Not Here to Save Us. We'll have links in the description of this episode where this novel can be purchased. Dude, I'll tell you, it's a post-apocalyptic novel uh, with a little bit of a twist. He explains it really well on the show, but dude, Mike was awesome, man. I met this guy through a former guest of the show, friend of the show, and the best barber in the world, Billy the Bob and Nichols. And Billy dude, Billy Biceps, Billy Bob Rule. Dude, and it was really, really, like, how serendipitous was this, like, that we were able to get this guy on the show, and he just nailed it. Such a good time. Really, really a lot of fun. Justin, what do you think? The book's, like, actual story sounds dope. Yeah. I'm not much of a reader, but it's got me a little hooked. I'm a little hooked. This is, oh, dude, I'm so psyched. (laughs) Like, when he's talking about it and, like, the story itself and like dude he like he sold the story as but as much as he sold the story like it was just like so like cool like i'm like really interested in it it's a cool concept he seems like a good guy he likes hamburger helper like i'm Uh, I'm in i'm all in yeah there's not i mean once you find that out about a guy there's not much not to love and like solid testament of like who a man is like is how he feels about hamburger helper because if you're above hamburger helper like i don't judge you for that's not your fault it's just how you're raised but like right you're hard you're not a good person no you need ground beef and like a full cup of milk and some yeah dry hard pasta for sure to set you right for sure yeah you're not you're not wrong there but no really really good stuff so like we said in the description of this episode we'll have a link to uh where you can purchase this book it's they're not here to save us by mp kid without any further ado i'm matt lavelle he's jadeb justin richardson our guest today is the one and only mp kid enjoy hello and welcome to the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, coming today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson. Our guest today is the author of the book, They're Not Here to Save Us, the one and only MP Kid. The book is available on Amazon and BarnesandNobles.com. We'll have a link in the description of this episode where you can follow the author, MP Kid, and find his works. Very good to have you on, MP Kid. Mike, how are you, sir? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Doing good. Doing, doing good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Very nice. Awesome. So I want to get it started right away. I want to get a little backstory. So right now, uh, from what I understand, right, uh, they, they're not here to save us. It's a post-apocalyptic book, right? That's the genre That's right. we're looking at. 
Uh, can you give us a little rundown of the inspiration for this? And then what are we what are we looking for in this book? What do we got coming at us, man? Super excited. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So They're Not Here to Save Us is a post-apocalyptic sci-fi. And uh, it takes place in a world after uh, the power has been shut out and everyone's kind of living in the woods. Think Walking Dead. You know, everyone's just trying to survive. And the main character is a guy who gets recruited by these creatures to help save the world. And when they recruit them, they say, we're going to set you up with some powers and some abilities, and we're going to give you a domain to take care of and, and run. And um, for him and for a lot of people, it's considered a great honor. So it's kind of like, it's not a matter of whether or not you accept. Of course you accept. This is it. And on his way to being recruited, he finds out that these characters, these creatures, aren't exactly who they say they are. So he's got to choose between you know, is he going to answer the call? Is he going to, you know, level up and become this great hero? Or is he going to, you know, look under the curtain and see if there's more to it than that and uh, and be part of a resistance? Oh. So, yeah, yeah, that's the idea. And um, the inspiration behind it, um, comic books, really. Yeah. It's comic books, yeah. man. I, I, I grew up on them. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I'd say I grew up on them. I'm still reading them. I love comic books. And yeah. for me, you know, the greatest question, I love throwing a question out to everybody is like, if you had, if there was some you know big being in the sky who was giving out powers, what would your power be? And, Great question. You know? Yeah. Speaking of which, Matt, what would your power be? Uh, Man. Well, okay. So if I'm able to do like the mind manipulation, will I be able to fly with that as well? Right. Like, you know how professor X can like telekinesis style. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I hypothetically, I could fly and stuff like that. I don't know. Telekinesis is one. Like I really liked rogues powers. She kind of had like a bunch of them. And then there was this one, I forget, I forget which, uh, forget where I saw it, but there was like one where like there was one power where they could absorb other people's powers, right? But yeah, that was killing them. Relying that on was, other people having powers. That was Rogue, I think. Rogue did that. And yeah, oh, she was still okay. Yeah. I so, am relying on the people having powers, but I do like the telekinesis one where I can like move yeah. stuff with my mind and myself and, you can move and yourself with your mind. Yeah. Right, right, right. I was kind of I mean, I've been watching the show Invincible lately, the anime show on Prime. Really good. Great show. But the, yep. yeah, there is like I guess it's like whatever the super Superman kind of powers would be, you know what I mean? Healing factor. Healing like super fast, super strong can fly. They don't have the laser and the eye gimmick. I will take that if it's on the table, but you know, (laughs) but no, I mean, cook a hot pocket or something. Old breath. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Superman has literally everything, everything. Cold breath, x-ray vision. You know, it's crazy. It's like, if you go back and they're like, you're faster than a speeding bullet or a speeding locomotive. And like right now, I'd be like, he's faster than five G Wi Fi. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But okay, yeah, yeah. Justin, what about you? You got a power? I mean, Nightcrawler's power would be so fun to be able to like really? bamf into like just to be able bamf. To, like, poof, poof, yep. poof. That's uh, my go. Oh, is that the, is that the technical term? Bamf. The technical term is bamf. I believe it's spelled B A M F. That is bamf. correct. Well done. And uh, <laughs> wow. there's two. Th- Thoughts of theory. There's the one where that Nightcrawler can bamf anywhere he can like logically see or picture in his mind. Okay. Or there's another one where he bamfs into like a parallel universe, traverses mm. that terrain, and then bamfs back into our universe. It's kind of like a hopscotch. Oh. Yeah. So he does have to I travel, like but time-wise in our universe, it is seconds, while he does actually have to do the physical distance movement. In Man, the other- that would be, I mean, but in the other universe, what it, like, 
Is it the same terrain in the other universe? It's, like it's just it just looks like our universe. Okay, I was gonna say like if you could if you could go through like if you had the ability to portal through different multiverses and then end up that's not a bad one either, you know. But yeah, yeah. What about for me? That's about, yeah. Go ahead. For me, Mike. it's teleportation for sure. Like that movie Jumper. I don't know if you guys saw it, dude. That's, I was just thinking about that. That's exactly banger what, movie. yeah. Gr- totally oh, dude. underrated. Really good. I'm so upset. Like yeah. they never made another one. Like that was a yeah. really good. Hayden Christensen actually did a yeah. really good job. Jay, I think Jamie King might have been the other guy. Jamie Bell, I think is his name. He was sure. also in Turn. Turn. They. I think, they. They address yeah, that, the jumping issue of like, ba- like bamfing into a wall. They're like, you have to know where you want to yeah. land. Yes, yes. A yeah, picture, I, like they had tons of pictures, right? My my first thought with like the powers thing is like, how quickly can I use powers to not have to do live a normal life? Like, mm-hmm. I need a power that I don't need a job anymore for, and I need a power that will just like make my life awesome, like fun. And the teleportation thing is just, that's got to be it. And like the hero part is just kind of like, it's implied. No one's going to mess with you if you can just in and out, you know, you if you're just a volunteer fireman, yeah, just be the best yeah. volunteer fireman there's ever been. Yep. I would, I would charge people like, a, like uh, for travel a thousand dollars. Yeah. To just teleport you, you get like yeah. three, three, three bamps a year. And like for like 10 G's <laughs> and it's just like, they just page me. And I'm just like, yep. Poof, poof. Take them where oh, they gotta dude, go, and then you—you you could charge way more than that to be like, yeah, but like imagine but, too if you're like an illegal immigrant, you're like, I want to come to the U.S. Like, all right, hundred thousand dollars, I'll get you. Now you're a coyote. Hour. You're a coyote yeah. with super yeah. yeah, I'm an equal opportunity bamfer, so I, you know, I yeah. want to make it affordable. Transcontinent right. bamfer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, I'll welcome to the transcontinental. <laughs> so yeah, so this oh, this book somebody. here, this book here takes it a step further. It takes that question a step further. And, you know, beyond that, like, if there was somebody giving out powers, what would yours be? This takes a step further and says, what are you willing to sacrifice or what cost are you willing to pay to get those powers? Um, Like, for example, would you be willing to sell your soul? Mm. And that's that was the inspiration behind this story. Love that, dude. I absolutely love that. You know, what's crazy. Go ahead, Justin. I was going to say and and the concept like I don't I don't know the story fully, but like the. So like you have the spawn kind of concept of like, will you sell your soul? And then also the concept of like, you're given these great powers from these people. And then do you decide to like, who comes to this planet and like is sent here to destroy the planet, but decides not to, you have like that classic, like comic book trope, if you will, like, mm, the, sure. I was sent here to destroy this place, but I, it turns out I actually like it. Silver surfer Ooh. style. Yeah. Norman yeah. Rad. Yeah. Yeah. That was Stan Lee's favorite. Uh, superhero that he created silver surfer yep oh that's cool. interesting yeah I really yeah like silver that. Surfer. nice yeah the nice, book dude. was dude that's exciting so okay so first off great idea really like sound of it really excited to get into it you do like we said have i mean for everyone that listening knows i'm the i'm an audible guy big fan of the audio don't really read that good got expelled from two high schools what are you gonna do <laughs> so but no, I'm excited to get into your book. It sounds like something right up my alley. Love the post-apocalyptic theme. And then like the fight scenes. What did you bait? Like there, I'm assuming there's like fight scenes and stuff in there. Oh, like yeah. how Hell do yeah. you write a fight scene? Kind of like what kind of choreography doing do you use? Do you use stuff from like experience or from like stuff you've read from other books or a little bit of both? How does that work? It was a little bit of everything. Um, 
you know, it's it's when you're writing, it's it's a lot different than if you're watching a movie, if you're reading a book, yeah. because, you know, if you're watching a movie, you get a scene that's fast paced, whereas in a book, it's inherently as fast as you make it. So you kind of have to do some yeah. some tricks there. But I mean, there's a bunch of like really big action scenes there, a bunch oh, of wow. really good. It's a very fast paced story. Um, you get about, you know, a quarter of the way in and you're like, OK, this is something I want to read. And then. It just you just go, you know, it just it just moves. I mean, the the one comment that I'm hearing from a lot of my readers is that they read it in like 48 hours, you know, oh, and, and really? Like, yeah. Like, it's just it just moves. You know, it's a fantasy world. Right. So it's it's not it's not um, the Earth as we know it. And, you know, the rules are different. It's not just like, yeah. OK, here's a story about a guy living in, you know, suburban Philadelphia. This is a whole new world. So. As a reader, you gotta kind of get your bearings. You have to kind of understand the terrain a little bit. And mm. as as with as with all fantasy stories, I think. And what I really tried to do with this story is I wanted to do that stuff as quickly as I can so that we can move. You know, yeah. it was like, all right, all right, because I don't I don't want to slow down. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna spend chapters talking about, you know, uh, you know, the trees or the settings, you know, no disrespect yeah. to, to token. But that's no. just not my style, you know. I yeah. um, I wanted to I wanted you've to seen read. one tree, you've seen them all. Yeah, I wanted to move, and that's what yeah. the story was. So, dude, the, the I action, love that. Yeah, yeah, action fight scenes and all that stuff. It was um, pretty much in league with the rest of the story. Nice, dude. I like. I mean, I'm a big fan. I love that. There's another author. Uh, you know, we'll shout out. I'm a big fan. His name's Johnson French, and dude, I, I he's kind of like one of those things I really like is like. You start fast, you do, you, but like people don't realize, like, I think you can use like action sometimes as a great like character building as well. You know, oh, what I mean? yeah. people think you need like tons of backstory and, and intrigue and all that stuff. It's like you can get that through like a fight scene. Like if you have one guy, right, who's, you know, out like he's out to protect his friends and like things like, like you get a lot of what his character is by like you know like through loyalty and commitment and things like that like you can get that out of a character through a fight scene because he's out there trying to save his friends protect his friends you have another person that they can't control and they go off the edge then you have a, you know what i mean like there's a bunch of different things you can get through like high action or movement and you don't have to sit around and talk about your feelings and all that bs you know what i'm saying which i'm sure there's plenty of that type of character development i'm not saying you know i don't want to discredit any of that but i'm saying you know like if you want to keep it moving keep people engaged especially now in this you know in, in the world we're living in you need to keep people people in it and people you know people sure. pumped about it man that's you know that's awesome dude i love that i love that idea of like keeping it going keeping it moving making things happen that's fun so okay how long did it take you to write the book and where you know what how did you how did you like approach a publicist or anything like that publisher so, i should say yeah so the process for me was definitely unique to me i think um I set out to write this book in the very beginning of 2020, January 2020. COVID wasn't even a thing yet, um, at least not for us. Um, so I my, I set out to write. And guys, I'll tell you, man, if, there, if I could fill this, if I could put in this room I'm sitting in all the failed starts of books and projects that I had, I, I printed them all out. I'd fill the room. You know, it's just it, it, so many attempts. This one really? was one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of authors will tell you something similar, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Um, you're saying you had so many, like, like you're saying, like, a hundred pages of something, and you're like, I easy. can't do this. And you're like, this just isn't going to work. I'm done. 
right? And you're yeah. like, or would you take that and be like, you know what? I like some of this, but I'm I'm kind of lost here. I'm just going to move on. Take some of the things I like from this and move on to something else. I think just like a basketball player has um, has nights of practice and shooting hoops or, yeah. or games lost in the regular season. Um, yeah. yeah, I have. I have projects that I didn't see through and I learned a little bit about myself. I learned a little bit about my writing process every time. And what I realized was that if I was going to see a project through, if I was going to see this through all the way, I needed to be 100% committed from the beginning to the end and make that my number one priority. It's interesting okay. because um, there's a couple schools of thought as far as writing is concerned. There's a lot of writers and um, you know, I, I also don't think there's one right way, but there's a lot of writers who will tell you to have, um, I don't want to call it a passive relationship, but kind of a more easygoing relationship with their writing. You know, they'll tell you, you know, sometimes the inspiration is not there. Sometimes you just don't have it in you to write. And sometimes you just need to to sit and read or go for a walk rather than write. And that does yeah. work for some people. For me, um, I'm a very goal-driven person. I'm a very self-motivated person. I'm a very competitive person. So for me, it was like I had that voice in my head that said, you're going to start this and you're going to go and you're going to go and you're going to go. And and that's it. You're not going to do anything else until you're done. So yeah. I wrote the rough draft to this story between the 1st of January of 2020. And I, I think the, the day I wrote the last word in the rough draft was like March 12th. So two and a half months, I wrote, uh, I wrote this book. And um, to kind of give you an idea, uh, you know, it's a, it's a decent sized book. It's 400 some pages. Um, the original yeah. draft was a lot bigger. So I was writing, like I was averaging like 5,000 words a day, which is crazy. Absolutely wow. crazy. Yeah, it's stupid. I have not been able to hit those numbers since, um, but but that's what I was doing. So I wrote the rough draft in two and a half months, Put it, put it down for a little while. And from there, um, you know, like that was my first goal was to finish it, to write the end, you know. Uh, I did that. And then uh, my goal from there was, all right, I finished this. Let's clean it up as best I can and get it in the hands of an editor, a professional editor, who could look at it and say, all right, Mike, this is a good start. This is what you're missing. This is why this story isn't going to cut it. Maybe toss this one out, go take a class in prose or or whatever, but it was a good start. This is what you need to work on. So I cleaned it up, cleaned it up and cleaned it up, spent a couple months cleaning it up. I gave it to a couple friends to read who sent it back to me and gave me, uh, gave me notes. Shout out to Pam, Sam and, and Adam. You guys are awesome. Um, they gave me some notes. I cleaned it up from there, sent it to a professional editor and he did. He gave me some notes. He said, Mike, this is an issue. You might want to look into this, but at the end of it, he said, Mike, this is a good story and it deserves to, to be published. So that's what I knew I had. Uh... Something. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and from there, I just, I kept on trucking. I kept on going and, um, and that was the process for me. It's, you know, I, um, I can't, I can't wait. I can't sit around, sit around and wait to be motivated. I need mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to do it. And I, I, I guess that's kind of motivation is in its own right, but I don't know. That was, it's something I learned about myself is that, you know, you, you, you gotta go and you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta put pen to paper and you gotta work at it. And you got to care mm -hmm. about it. I think an important thing too is, you know, when you're telling these story and 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 they're not here to save us. There's several different storylines going on at once with several different characters that, as a reader, you're really invested in. And yeah. to really kind of have your finger on that pulse, you need to be on it. You know, you can't be taking weeks off or even days off away from this story because you're gonna have to come back. And, okay, where was I? And where was this character? And what kind of oh, mood is yeah. this person in? You got to be yeah. invested. You have to you know, you have to really be kind of living and breathing the story. And for me, as far as my writing has gone, 
you know, that's the only way that I find that works. Yeah, dude, that's incredible. So I want to say this, right? And this is something that, you know, so I want to let's shout let's shout out our boy real quick. Fan of the show, listener show, former guest of the show, the one and only Bad Bobber himself, Billy the Bobbin Nichols, Billy Biceps, Billy Bobber Rule, that bad Bill. Uh so I went to get my haircut by Bill one day. Mike legit had just gotten his haircut before I did, right? And I'm sitting there with talking to Bill, talking about like people, you know, people I've had on the show and how the show's going. FYI. Uh, Bill did come up with the name for the show. I don't know if he told you no that. No kidding. Mike. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was his idea. It was his this the name was his idea. But I mean, I've already <laughs> it's already copyright Bill. So <laughs> tough, tough, tough shit, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but either way, um, so Bill told me about Mike, and the first thing that came to mind for me was this: is that so? And me and Bill have talked about this: is that there's so many people out there that say that they they are doing something or they're going to do something and it's all BS and nothing comes from it. I absolutely love and respect the fact that you said you were going to do something and you did it. You know what I mean? Like you said you were going to write a book. You knew like there, you know, there's so many people out there. Like there are some people that you, that you love and love you still, but that didn't want you to write the book because they didn't, they would be envious of you. And it comes from a place of jealousy. Do we get the same stuff here at the show? I remember when I was fighting and stuff, like at first I was telling people about it and I really like, wanted to you know it's more of a way of talking myself into making sure that i did it because i had to back up what i said right like there was a lot of stuff like that so for you to be able to stick by your 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 laurels and see this through to the end it takes a ton of commitment and perseverance a lot of character so you be you should be very proud of that man and it's awesome hey, thanks that no of course man and it's awesome that you were able to get this done and you have a published book this is something you can take with you forever you know, like, and it's a cool experience to see what happens when you totally commit yourself to something. So, but that being said, part of the process, right? Like, did you think when you're writing 5,000 words a day, like the fact that you said you haven't been able to commit to that since then, is it partially because like, dude, you're burning yourself the hell out, right? Like 5,000 a day. That's, 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 a, that's insanity is what it is. Justin, if you read 5,000 words, your freaking balls would explode. All It'd right. The most <laughs> words I'd, <laughs> yeah. It'd be my record number of words in a day. In a it year. has to average like a hundred pages, right? 5,000 words. No, nah, it's know, not quite like that much. 10? It, yeah. About that. Somewhere around there. 10 pages? 500, 500 words a page. Remember? like Yeah. Papers? Yeah. Something like All that. All right. Okay. I mean, dude, come on. Spelled from two high schools, guys. But the testament, like you said, which literally is can't tell you last time I did a report. Go um, ahead, Justin. How like you got through like twenty five percent of or fifty percent of so many different projects. Like uh, former guest of the show, Mickey Bats, he's a writer, and I've written, I've read like two different books he's written that he's never finished, but they're like twenty five percent. And I was like, this is good. And then I never yeah. hear from him again. I get like, he's sent me something else. It's like eighteen percent done. I'm like, this is good. I like this. So like I that like. Oh, try and try again. And then you finally sit down and just, if you knock it all out and then just start whittling it and perfecting it. And like, it's like making a sword. You're like, yeah, yeah. Steel, but you got to get that original. You got to yeah. get it out. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I don't know about you guys. When I was a kid, I played action figures. I played my action figures all the time. Dude, and like, all the time. Dude, an army know? man, army man. Hell yeah. 
Legos, yeah, dude. dude, how awesome was it? I love, I was a big fan of like setting up, like making like a, you know, like a Lego thing out of like all the Legos I had mix and match and maybe a boat here, a castle there. You know what I mean? And then throwing all that together, maybe get a GI Joe, maybe a couple army men. Let's go. You know, take like your dude, sister's Barbie. Take, I mean, that was, I slept with her, but either way, no big deal. It was the Barbie. Barbara. It was Barbara to me. Yeah, that. the Barbie. <laughs> he slept with the Barbie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. It was more of me and Ken. But either way, you know. But, okay, so, yeah. So, like you're saying, you're playing with action. fit. Like, in your mind, like, how many times have you set up this scenario in your mind of, like, you're doing all that shit, and then there's a storyline behind it? Is that kind of your thought, Mike? Uh, well, I was just going to say that, you know, like, you, you, know, you, you create these worlds as a kid when you're, you know, you're using your imagination. Um, the ending is not nearly as important as it is when you're writing. And, you know, you create, you kind of like, you cr- you build the sandbox, right? You have all these yeah. characters and you have your, your toys in there and you're setting this up and he's the king of this and, and this guy can shoot fire and, and you got to make it make sense at the end. And that's the, that, that's the challenge. You know, you get to that point, yeah. 20%, 75% done. And then you're like, okay, I got to bring this home. And so maybe you're, maybe you're 75% done in terms of like word count, but in terms of like the, the difficulty of the story it's like you've been just kind of scratching the surface bringing it home is mm. that's where it's at man that's that's the juice right there and you know for me it was like you know it was like i came out on the other end of that thing you know beaten and bloody and just had my my butt kicked yeah. from just kind of like persevering you know just kind of yeah. like like that that image of that person like fighting against the wind to just keep walking forward and it was like i just want to get to where i'm going and then yep. from there, I can stop and look back and see what kind of mess I left. Yeah. And uh, I was just lucky the mess wasn't that bad. The mess was the mess was worth cleaning up. I'll, I'll say this. So in boxing, right, there's the one thing like that they'll tell you when you're in training. Right. And I tell all the guys this. I was like, the, the last round isn't the tough round. It's like one of the easiest rounds. Right. Like the toughest rounds are the middle rounds. When you're in, you know, say if it's a 10 rounder, if you're in round five, six and seven, because you're still in the middle of it, you've been through a lot, but you still have a lot left. Right. So when you're writing this book, you've been through so much. Right. And you're killing yourself and you're going through all this and you're putting in all this work. But then you still have so much mountain to climb that that's where the giving up happens a lot in those middle rounds. Right. But the fact that, like you're saying, you battled through, you made it to the championship rounds. And that's where you came at. Like when you're towards the end, you're like, I've made it this far. There's no stopping. You know what I mean? Like by the time you get there, by the time you put yourself through all that and then you're able to survive and come out on the other end, you know, guns blazing, dude, like how great of a feeling was that when you're like towards like you're you're towards the end of the book and you're like, I know I got something hot here. Like, what's that feeling like? It's unreal. It, it, there's no way to describe it. It's it's great just because. I mean, like I said, man, I'm still reading comic books. I never grew yeah. up. And yeah. and and being able to tell a story that people want to hear and want to read. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not growing up paying off right there. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's incredibly rewarding. I mean, there are people yeah. walking around with just, you know, printed printed version of my imagination. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. And and it it's awesome. It's awesome. I <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I when I finished writing the rough draft. And uh, I mean, it's so long ago, but it's funny. I finished writing the rough draft. Two funny things about it. Uh, the first thing was I was on like a Facebook group for encouraging aspiring writers. 
And uh, if you know anything about Facebook comments or social media comments is that they're always very nice all the time. Oh yeah. No, and they're so like, if you want a credible source, you go to your YouTube comments, you go to your (laughs) social media comments They're a credible, reliable source with incredible feedback. Everybody knows. It's always constructive. It's always really (laughs) nice. (laughs) And it's exact. Like they tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. So I go on. And again, it's like a bunch of like-minded people writing. And I just yeah. wrote, I just typed in little, little status update in the group. And I said, I just finished my rough draft and I'm just expecting love, you know, right. just being like, right. ah, I climbed the mountain, but it was yeah. just everybody being like, you're just getting started. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, damn guys, can I just enjoy this? But yeah, they were absolutely right. I was just getting started. The other thing, yeah. the other thing about it, uh, when I wrote my rough draft, I was, um, I was living by myself and I called my boy over. I was like, yo, dude, do you want to come over and grab a drink with me? I'm, I'm just kind of celebrating. Uh, so we came over and we're sitting there sharing some whiskey on the deck and, he, and, uh, he's, um, he's a contractor. He, um, you know, he works with his hands a lot and, uh, and, um, he goes, you know, he goes, never heard him say anything like this before ever anything like it. I think he'd read one book. I think you read Harry Potter once. Uh, and he says to me, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to write a book. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, I think, um, I think it's a little difficult. He goes, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to write a book. And I was like, cool. I think yeah. I'm going to build a house. And he was like, well, Mike, there's a lot more to it than just putting some wood together. And I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, have fun with that book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, dude, I'll tell you, it's very similar. (laughs) Like, I think there's a lot of similarities that go across, like, we'll say, like, the content creation game in a way where it's like, and it's one, dude, like, there's things like, first off, let's talk about this, right? It's like you said, the social media comments and and stuff like that. There's one thing that I had to learn while doing this show and being, you know, being part of this process is that one thing. And I tell myself this all the time is that don't be mad where good ideas come from. Right. You can't be mad where good ideas come from. I might not. I might not. I, you know, most of the time I do not like who's telling me these things. And I don't like how it's being said, but you can't be mad where a good idea comes from, right? Hell yeah. Second, to to now that that's said, what was it like when you were getting negative feedback from your editor and from the people you let read the book? How did that go? Um, well, I, well, I'll start off by saying that I'm very lucky in that most of the feedback that I've gotten has been um, more constructive than negative. And I, and I can tell you, I can give you two anecdotes about that. Um, you know, when you are creating as you're doing, um, you're, you can, you need to learn quickly how to decipher the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism. You know, you you get plenty of haters out there. You got plenty of people, you got plenty of like armchair experts who want to tell you how they would do it if they decided to do it. Um, and, and what they think is wrong with it. And that's one thing. And then you have some stuff where it's constructive. And sometimes constructive can be brutal. Sometimes yeah. constructive can be really difficult. One of the one of the struggles that I had um when I went back to rewrite was um dealing with um dealing with the perspective. This is written in in close third perspective, uh, a third person perspective, which is different than traditional third person perspective. In third person perspective, you know, you're saying that Matt is hosting the podcast. We're recording now. Da 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 da. Whereas with a close uh, a close third perspective, 
Um, even though the narrator is still speaking about Matt, the narrator is also in Matt's head, and mm, and it's it's limiting in a way because yeah. while while the narrator can say that Matt was interested in what the guest was saying, the narrator can't say Matt was interested in what the car- uh, the, the 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 guest was saying, but J Dub wasn't paying attention, you know, or or was thinking about was thinking about his girl back home. Can't do right. that kind of thing because. Um, it's a close third. You're basically um, telling the world what the character's thinking. So I had some issues with that. And it was tough, man. Are you sorry to interrupt, but you're saying kind of like, you can say what's in your mind, but you can't say what's in someone else's kind of thing. Yeah, essentially. And And the narrator doesn't like know the future. Narrator's narrating, narrating at real time. The narrator only knows what the character that he is narrating knows. Okay. So I interrupted. So keep going. So it can yeah. be struggling for the for the close third person. Yeah. So so that's how my story was written. And a lot of my a lot of the editing um was with that. And I kind of there were certain parts where I had to like gut and rework. And when I got yeah. those notes it was like oh yeah oh, that's tough but uh, but yeah. also constructive. You know I mean like it just it is what it is. You, you kind of just, you kind of got to go through it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that that's, that's a big part of it. Um, another criticism that I got uh, from the story. Uh, I, I think it's the only, the only criticism that I've, that I've heard um, both, you know, whether it was uh, like in person or somebody saying something online uh, is they said that um, there's, there's a romantic, uh, a romantic element to this story and uh the the note was that it was a little rushed and 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 uh and kind of came and went real quick and um i mean i know my romantic encounters do <laughs> hey boom <laughs> yeah just kidding i'm married i don't have any romantic encounters um, guys yeah no so so i heard that and i actually heard that from two people and to be honest with you i completely agree with them the thing yeah. the thing about that was is the romantic stuff is not something that particularly interests me a whole lot. Um, right. I'm I'm an action driven person. I like to see yeah. you know like strife and yeah. and resilience and you know like and and kind of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. That's that's mm-hmm. my kind of story. So there was a romantic element that's in there that's addressed. But you know if you're somebody who's looking to read a romance novel, go find somebody else's book because that's not what this is. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, criticism and, uh, you know, um, criticism has been pretty good for the most part. I, pretty much wholly good. I've, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback from it. Nice. There is a ton. I mean, you know, I, I I feel like with the similarities in like the content creation game, you can't you can't rule out everybody. And then there's different fads, too. I mean, for you, I don't know if they're like. So was length an issue for you? Because for us, when I when we first started doing this show, right, is that we would do you know the 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 episodes would all be you know like the the tuesday show would be 2 hours and then the friday show would be an hour right so that's 3 hours of content a week i'm asking people to listen to across multiple platforms right with like certain clips i can put out and things like that but it's tough to produce three hours of quality content. So a lot sure. of it was like filler and be, and like we were still working on honing our stuff where now it's like, we want to do an hour on the Tuesday show. And we want to do right now. They're like 15 to 20 minute episodes on the Friday show. 
You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like we kind of changed up, but that was through demand of the of the platform or the medium because everything needs to be faster. Everything needs to be shorter. Our number one deterrent was our length of episode. For you, you're saying your book is 400 pages, right? Like, do you find that as a deterrent? Or like for me, like I'm an audible guy. So if it's 400 pages, you're probably looking like a 19-hour book, maybe something like a 19-hour, maybe around there. Right. Maybe I'm not entirely sure, but still, I would love single speed. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of like I love that kind of like that's perfect because it's you can get it like you can use it and and have it for a while and really get into it and really absorb it. And the same thing if it's like a 400 page book where like you can take your time and read it and absorb it and things like that. So I think it's because it's a different medium that it might be different. But were you getting any feedback on like the length needs to be short? It needs to be this needs to be short, like or were you okay with keeping it a little longer and like you know, leaving, you know, leaving it as it is. Well, um, conventional wisdom kind of puts um, different stories at different word count, depending on, is it a, is it a mystery? Is it a young adult? Is it a fantasy? Is it a whatever? Um, So that's the kind of the conventional wisdom. And they definitely give you, you know, when you're, when you're reading the books and you're talking to the editors and you're, you're speaking to people kind of in generalities about, you know, what you should be shooting for. Um, they tell you, you know, this is, this is the word count you want. You want to try to be, you know, around a hundred thousand words or, or whatever. Um, but when, when, when my story was finished, um, don't get me wrong there, we hacked, we hacked away. Um, I hacked away a a decent, a a good chunk, a good chunk. I maybe I'd say, you know, in total, probably 20,000 words I took from it. Um, but, but it's all killer, no filler, man. You know, there's so much. There was so much in there that was necessary for the story. Yeah. And yeah. I think the rule, I think, I think your first rule um, with art and the, I mean, the first rule is there are no rules, but if, if there was yeah. a second one, the second one would be is don't get in the way of making this, making your project what it's supposed to be. You know, yeah. it, it should absolutely be what it's supposed to be. And only you will know when that's done. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 you know, for every time there's a rule set in place, there's somebody who breaks the rules and they show you why, you know, yeah. and, and so, you know, not that I'm, I'm claiming to be some literary great, but um, I'm an expert on this story right here. You know, like I, yeah. the, for me, that was it. Like that was what I wanted. That's what I wanted. And that's what I needed out of it. So that's what yeah. I got. I got 419 pages and, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm okay with it. And, mm. and from, like I said, I've had a lot of people tell me, like, I read this in two days. I read yeah. it in, in three days and mm-hmm. and you know that's not something you uh you do if it's like this long boring book man it moves no. no god no so that that's a big testament to how good the writing is and how good the story is and that's dude i love that that you can do that because i will say there is some parameters on this where like there's been times we've had to cut a show short because of time and like you know like there's different kind of things we have to adapt to as far as like you know, placating to cancel culture and things like that. Like we've had sure. to eat some crow on that stuff, but I love that you can be true to your process and true to your story and like really, really commit and stick with what you want as far as like, if it makes sense in the story and you like it, then you're going to keep it as far, but you know, but like, well, you'll take, you know, you'll take editorial, editorial criticism here and there as far as like helping build the story but yeah. you know, like it's still your story at the end of the day. I love that you were able to do that and you had that freedom to do that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was 
very lucky with that. Yeah, oh, very much. So the process of getting the book done. So you go to the editor a couple times. You had some people read the rough draft. Like, dude, finishing a rough draft is an accomplishment in itself. You know what I mean? But the fact that you were able to finish the rough draft, rough draft, get it to so the editor does it he comes back back and forth back and forth you're dicing it up you're fixing it and then what's after that like after you're you're through with the editor of like hey i'm i'm kind of happy with where it's at now where do you go from there and how much i mean if you're willing to say how much does it cost to to get an editor oh it could be a couple thousand dollars um for for an editor it's not astronomical um it's a pretty penny you know i remember when when that came around I was like, you dude, worth I, it. Hundred percent, hundred percent worth it. But it, oh, you know, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, you're good. I mean, I remember when that when that bill first came due. It was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a stock car racer. You know, like I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah. Like, why, yeah. why are things expensive? Like, I already have the laptop. What the hell? So, um, yeah. you know, it it costs. You got to invest in yourself. You have to invest yeah. in yourself. True. Um, you know, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't. Um, yeah. you know, so, so another thing I'll say is too, is, um, your book is not done until the very bitter end. I mean, you're making changes and all that stuff up to like, you know, a week before this thing goes to print. Um, so, so the whole, like, what? is it, dude, really? and it's, you know, and of course, when you get down to that point, it's a little bit of like minutia it's not it's right. not anything crazy you're not like what if this character was a woman you know you're not doing any of that yeah but you're yeah. you know you're you're tweaking man and you're finding little yeah. things and you're you're elevating this and downgrading mm-hmm. that and there's mm-hmm. a lot to it so um that it was it was not this project's done or this part of the project's done let's move on to the next it was kind of like you said before you know let's get it to a point that it's satisfactory that you can show people um, to then continue to work on it with them together. So from there, you know, you, you, there's the, you know, there's a couple of different ways to go about getting your book published. Uh, you can go the traditional route, which is finding an agent and finding a publisher from there. And, you know, in that degree, in that regard, it's, you know, you're essentially, it's like you're applying to an Ivy league school, man. I mean, you're going and, and um, you know, you're, you got to, you got to like undress your book. You got to break it down to like a two page. You got to you got to break it down to a two page synopsis, which is mm-hmm. telling this four hundred and nineteen page book, telling that story in two pages, and 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 like you know you're not supposed to leave like you know you're not telling it like like the back of the book where you're ending it on a like you know and will the character do this? No, no, no. You have to summarize the yeah. whole. You tell the end. whole story. So if you if I sent you this synopsis, you would. It's the cliff notes. It's like the very. Mm-hmm you know, bridged version of cliff notes. So you're doing yeah. that. You're writing cover letters. You're, you're kissing a lot of butt. You're doing that stuff. Oh, um, I bet. And the other, the other angle is the one that I eventually ended up going with is you start looking at the indie guys, some of the smaller guys. Um, I went with atmosphere press out of the Midwest and uh, they are, they're indie. They're, they're a, they're a hybrid publisher. So they work with you, with me to, uh, to put it together. Um, and the beauty of it is, is the book's mine. Um, I didn't sell mm-hmm. it to anybody. It's it's mine to do with what I want. Um, and yeah. Atmosphere has been awesome. They have a lot of really good tools. They have a lot of really good um, editors in their bullpen. They really kind of walk you through everything and show you the ropes and, uh, yeah. and tell you what you're what you're what you need. And um, and and it's and it's been great. You know, um, Dude, I, that's I, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's like I said. It's it's a grind. I'll say something, Matt, that I feel like uh, you know you could probably relate to with your with your podcast. Um, sure. You know, it, it, and kind of going back to my buddy who said that he wanted to write a book. And I was like, 
you know, my, my advice to people who say that they want to do things that they, they think they want to give the, these things a try. My response is like, you better know that you want to do it because yes. writing, writing a book in my experience um, is 20% fun, 80% grind. <laughs> and that 80% sucks. That 80% yeah. is a real freaking grind. It's yeah. just that that 20% makes it worth it. That 20% yeah. is so awesome that yeah. you're willing to tolerate the 80%. And I think that's where a lot of people fall off. You know, like I said, when yeah. I finished writing the rough draft, I heard people say like, okay, now the real work begins. And like, holy crap, that's true. But I, that's what I want to do. This is mm. it. You know, like I, I'm chasing that, you know, and, and, and I forever will chase that. You know, I, I got the sequel yeah. to this book in the works right now because um, it's what I'm doing. You know, yeah, that's yeah, dude, that's incredible, man. That's I love that. So, okay, thank you for saying, dude. I'll say I I do a lot of equate equate a lot of things to boxing and things like that, and and you know, like we do. So there is a uh, boxer who I'm a huge fan of, and he's a Philly guy. His name's Gabriel Rosado, and you you might recognize him if you ever saw the movie Creed, right? Yeah, he in the first Creed, he was the first guy, like he was uh. When when you know Adonis comes to Philly, he fights that one guy at the Blue Horizon with like all the tattoos on his neck and stuff. That's Gabriel Rosado. He's an actual he's an actual uh, junior middleweight champion. Really, okay. really, really cool guy, right? But he has that's awesome say, that he was in that movie. Yeah, well, he had he was in that movie because he had won like he had won like I guess you know like Dan, Danny uh, Danny Garcia was like the, you know, the Philly kid at the time, as far as like the biggest champ in Philly. But if there was a blood and guts warrior that represented what Philadelphia boxing was at the time, it was Gabriel Rosado after his fight with Triple G. Um, but either way, so Gabriel Rosado was in the movie, loved the guy, and he has a saying about boxing. And the saying is, if you don't fucking love it, don't fucking do it. Right. And it, as far as far as like when it comes to boxing, if you don't love fighting, then don't fucking do it. That's the, yeah. that is the exact the exact thing right there. It's not a half-ass game. So yeah. I tell people this too. Like people come to me about you know like uh, con- like people you know the one thing that is cool about doing something like this is the ability to to get others to think that they can do this and inspire them in a way to be like you know like I like give them a formula of success. Like we're figuring out a formula constantly. Like Justin and I, as far as like you know, what we do and timing wise and editing and producing and promoting. Sure. And like, it's like a different formula you have to figure out, but we're figuring that out. We're able to provide that with people, you know, for them to, to, to use. And this is kind of like a base formula of what to work with. Right. But you know, when it comes to people asking like, why, like, what's the deal is I always tell people this. I was like, are you willing to put out a thousand episodes? And I was like, if you're willing to do like, because there could be a thousand episodes you have to put out before you get any monetization or anything like that. Like easily a thousand episodes, right? Before yeah. anything like that happens. Are you willing to do that? Because if you're willing to do that, then yeah, then do it. But if not, and that's then, the then, move. Right. Then right, like then that's where you're gonna end up. And I agree with you as far as like there's another saying in boxing where we used to say fight night is the night off, right? Like all the training leads up to that. You know what I'm saying? Where fight night's your night off you know what i yeah. mean like you did all the work that's kind of like the way this is for the show like the promoting the researching the 
the talk, like the discussion, everything. Like when we get to recording, recording's the fun part. You yeah. know what I mean? It's everything yep. after this. That's the work that goes into it. So I'm with you. And like, you do have to sacrifice. Like I think about it all the time as far as like, what would I sacrifice to make this like the biggest show in the world? And I look at things like Mr. Beast, right? And he's doing videos where he's living underground in a coffin for seven days. And I'll tell you this, I love this show, but I'm not fucking doing that (laughs) for this to be the number one show. I'm sorry. But like, but the fact that he's number one in the world, right? He was he doing that when he was getting that money? Well, dude, he's doing it now, right? Like he did, yeah. like that was a recent video. But think about it. He has all this money. But if you look at him too, the kid's a genius. Like he started out, he had like a 1080p webcam and a laptop. And one of his first big videos is that he sang or listened to uh, the Jake Paul song, It's Every Day Bro, for like 24 hours straight. And that was one of his first big videos. <laughs> Don't need a high production value for that, right? You know, like you just need some, but like still, like something like that, commitment, right? And like something like that, like that's the kind of like genius level stuff that gets you the thing. So, but go ahead, I was gonna say the same thing. Like the NFL players say, they're like, I I play the games on Sunday for free. They pay me Monday through Saturday. Yeah, yep. All the I make millions of dollars Monday through Saturday on Sunday. I play for free. Yeah. 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 Well, You're... it's like people look at like people look at NFL kickers and it's like, Oh, I'll get paid that much money to just kick the ball, you know, five times in a night. And it's like, yeah, but, but would you do it when you were sacrificing every night of the week and your weekends yeah. and yeah. you were watching what you eat and you were like yeah. not eating your own birthday cake and you were, yeah. you know, telling your, telling your girl, you couldn't go out with her we, we, when they were doing that for years years without seeing anything for it would you do that yeah because that's what they did yeah yeah you're absolutely right dude yeah it's what you're willing to sacrifice for success i think is a big thing and you it seems like sacrifice a lot you put in your work and everything like this i do want to talk more about the story a little bit though so i sure. want to ask this i want to ask if you can what is the main character's name and then yep. if you have any other names you can give us from the book and i want to know how did you come up with these names because i'll tell you this we're fascinated with name creation around here. We have, yeah. uh, you know, I know that your uh, your audience is maybe YA plus, but, uh, you know, and, and like, that's just the genre. I'm not saying it's you specifically, but I'm saying like that genre in a way post-apocalyptic can be YA plus at times and maybe a little more. But I would say it's on the higher end, though. Like it's, you know, it's sure. the adult. Uh, it's it's the adult version of that more than the young but as far as um the, the you know the name creation when we have some other guests on here that a part of their job is coming up with a name that they have to use for their professional life and there's a formula for it and the formula is it's your first name is the name of your first pet and then your last name is the street you grew up on. So, uh, yeah. what uh, what line of work are these guys in? Uh, they're actresses and actors. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. The, the performers, the, good. The hardworking ladies. Kind. I'm sure they're the. I mean, hardest working <laughs> yeah. ladies in showbiz. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, so, like for instance, my name would be Conrad Royal, and J Dubs, I think, is Baron Hedgewood. Do you know what yours would be? So is it the the first name of your yeah your first name would be the name of your first pet first yeah. ever pet not even dog like pet and then the second is the street you grew up on 
Oh boy. Uh, yeah, this one doesn't work. It would be uh, probably sh- at a turtle named Shy. So it'd be Shy Gillum. Yeah, it doesn't really work. It sounds like hey, a whoa! like a Shy like Gillum. a Lord of the Rings character or something. Dude, I was just gonna say <laughs> that maybe maybe it won't work in the the with the uh, actresses, but uh, dude, that, that name works. Shy yeah. Gillum, I like. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If we went with the with my second uh, childhood home and the and the first pet since there, I could go. This might be a little better. Jack Green, right? Okay. That kind of works like a little that. better. That one hit. Yeah, that one works. All right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Jack okay. Green. The, the old Jack, Jack Green. Green over here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, doing a lot of Jack Green. All right. Either way. So, uh, okay, Mike. So, name of some of the main characters, some of the other characters, and then the insp- how'd you come up with these names? Because I will say this. I love the, the, one of like the our all-time ultimate guests that we want to get on the show, and hopefully eventually he'll come on. I mean, we've asked him enough, but his name is Sylvester Stallone. You ever heard of him? Heard of him. Heard of him. Right. Yeah. You yeah. He's, him he, he's the one who's chasing I, Tweety around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's a cat. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. so, not whiskers. a good house cat, but he's a Stop cat. Suck <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess. So. But uh, He's scared as hell. Yeah. Dude, um, how good is it? Him and Porky Pig and that scaredy cat one within that motel. It doesn't get better wow. than that. Lunatic no. slap man. Oh, they're the best. But uh, Stallone, Stallone is a master of the name creation. You know what I'm saying? Like Rocky Balboa, Apollo Creed, Ivan Drago, John Rambo. You know, like Mac Lee Green. You son of a bitch. Uh, He does have some really good names. You're right. Great names. Dude, Adonis, like Adonis Creed, Apollo Creed, like great names. We like, you know. I uh, forget the one the the bad guy. Oprah, Oprah, phenomenal. Did you not know that Sylvester Stallone named Oprah Winfrey? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Little known fact. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah's mom's so, like, "You're right, Sylvester." Yeah, I thank you, little Oprah. two-year-old Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Some of the names of the characters. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll uh, I'll give you I'll give you the backstory to a couple of them. Um, the main character though, his name's Catch It, spelled C A T C H, hyphen It. Um, and that one I'm saving for myself. That one's a little little in a you know secret there. But Easter egg action. Little Easter egg, sure. But moving forward, uh, aside from that, there's 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 a good cast cast of characters. Um, another main one. Is, her name's Penny, and uh, fun story about Penny. Actually, when I wrote Penny, um, uh-huh. I just had a, I I wrote her because I needed a character to just be at a certain place at a certain time to do one little thing. I just needed a character who would press a button, and and I consequently I needed to have a backstory for it. Well, as I started writing Penny's character, I absolutely fell in love with her, and she is. Um, in the top two of my favorite characters in the book. I mean, she just, she as a character told me um, that she was planning on sticking around for more than that one scene. And she's awesome. She's a huge part of the the story. So Penny was the name of my dog is the name of uh, one of my dogs, Penny. So that's kind of easy. There's three uh, siblings in the story that are very important to the story. There's Jugger, Tink and Oki. Jugger, Tink and Oki. And Oki. Um, so okay. the story behind these three characters is they're just all bad ass. That's just it. They're badass, and uh, if you th- if you're thinking about messing with them, think again because they'll just roll over, roll you hard. 
Um, so Jugger is is the older brother, and he's the biggest of them all. So Jugger's short for Juggernaut because he's just the freaking Juggernaut, baby. And oh, just, I love it. He will just stampede through you without breaking a sweat. Um, the middle, that. the uh, and the other two, uh, Tink and Oki. Tink is the middle, and she's the she's the sister, and Oki's the younger brother. And to me, what was fun about them was because um, a big part of the story is about the relationship of siblings. Um, I have a brother and sister. I love them very dearly. And the relationship that I had with them growing up was something that you can't get anywhere else. So despite the outside world looking at these three characters, like they're just beasts, the way that they've come to refer to each other are like the pet names that you gave to each other, you gave to your siblings growing up. So Oki, yeah. who is now this like pot smoking hard ass who will just like run, who will again, like his older brother, run you down. He's Oki because he was a little Okie dokie kid that was tagging along with them when they were little. And, uh, and, and Tink was their, is their sister. She's this, you know, cute, skinny little blonde with a pixie cut. And they yep. called her Tink when they were nine years old and it stuck. So you got Dude. these, these three grownups who are just forces to be reckoned with. And people are having to call them the names they were given when they were like three. Uh. I love that, dude. I honestly, just from name association alone, I can picture these characters and really provide my own backstory just from name association. Like you're saying, you're saying Juggernaut, right? I see yeah. he's the oldest, he's the sledgehammer, he's the one like he and he runs the crew, I assume. Yep. As far yep. as like he's the big boss, like and yep. he's the most protective out of all of them. And he's the, yeah. I love that. Then there's Tink, and Tink is like a sly fox, but almost like gives you a Tinkerbell kind of feel, right? Cold hard Whereas, bitch at the same time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Makes you like make you love her, but she'll like rip your heart out and eat it in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. And then Oki, right to me. and then Oki is just like he's the badass, like the devil may care, right? He's like okay, whatever, just goes with the flow, but just to like kind of like get off the couch and kill you like murder kind of like dude get off the couch and kill you is an awesome tagline for something i don't (laughs) know what but but i like it (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that's that's exactly it get off the couch and kill you that's okay you said it dude that's it that's how it goes i love it dude i love he's kind of like he's almost like uh brad pitt and snatch you know what i'm saying it's like movie smoking cigarettes drinking beer doing whatever one hit punch knockout yeah can brawl with the best of them. I love, dude. Jeremy name association Renner. alone, and I'm already in on these characters. <laughs> yeah, dude. Renner. I'll tell you who car. That whose shit car was. Are we whose car are we yeah. taking? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's oh, Oki. Love it. That's Oki. Yeah. Uh, I, and he's he's uh, he's modeled after my little brother. Uh, my little brother nice. Griffin. Who's you know I say little. He's a grown ass man, but like that's Griffin's Griffin. Badass him. name. Griffin is, and he's a badass kid, man. Wait, I'll wait. tell you, dude. So, uh, so you got honestly, Mike and he got Griffin. I mean, yeah. what the? Yeah, fuck? he wins. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, if I'll my name's you. Matt, and be like my little brother being named like Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, Excalibur. <laughs> this is Excalibur Lavelle. Yeah, is that? I mean, his name's <laughs> Alex, and you know, he's that's cool too. That's yeah, fine. It's no Excalibur. Yeah. No, there's no. Ex- you, I mean, come on. Like, I gotta say, man, I'm not. Uh, I'm not great with the name game. Um, I, you know, I sit with it. You know, I sit with it. But I've just, it's just never been. You know, like you said, man. I, I, I write fast. The story's fast. It was like if yeah, the names you take, think it, it'll drive you nuts. Yeah, yeah. and then you like you imagine. also don't want those. Forget it, baby. You also don't want those characters that the name just sounds so contrived that every time you read it, you're like, "What is this? Like, you're give, like, give me a break! You know, this is Falcon really You know, like, all right, yeah, come on. yeah, 
Yeah, Jake uh, Cobb, Beeble Brats. Like, go eat a dick. Yeah, Come on. I'm a I'm a bartender um, at the Dutch Tavern in Skipback. Shout out Dutch Tavern. It's an Fan awesome show, spot. Listen to the show. And uh, and I I may, I have my own signature shot there, and mm-hmm. everyone loves it. But I'm not good at coming up with names, so it's just the mic shot. <laughs> like, like I, mean, I just, I just, it's what it is. Like, so someone come up could with something come up better. And say, I'm like, somebody could. Someone could come and say, "Hey, give me three mics," and they know exactly. You know, see, that's why it's the best. That's why it's the yeah. best. <laughs> it's beauty you know? is its simplicity, right? Yeah, give me three <laughs> mics, or maybe you can even like, dude, like, how many different nicknames did you oh, have for like an eighth mic. of weed? Right, yeah. like I'm we Mike, used to call Mikey. We, we used to call eights Henrys. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Because it'd be like Henry the Eighth. I am I. You know, like mm. you know, like one of those. So we would call him Henrys. But like you have so much dumb shit. So like, and it's the evolution of it, where it's like it started off as the mic shot, then it's a mic, then it's a Mikey, then it's a Mickey. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like we do not like, serve Mickey's at the Dutch. To be clear. <laughs> Just a public service announcement. No Mickey's yeah. sold at the Dutch. You're not, you're not slipping any Mickey's in there? No. That's not, okay. No. I thought it was a different type of place. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Oh, I thought no, I'm, you're beer. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bad, bad transition. <laughs> Got to be careful saying? there. Yeah, what are you saying, Justin? Oh, no, you're talking about Rohibnol. I thought you were talking about the beer. Remember Mickey's beer? Like the no. malt liquor? Came in the I remember Mike's Hard glass. Lemonade. No, this is yeah. long. Yeah. No. Yeah. The Mickey was actually a bartender in Chicago back during, like, Prohibition or whatever. And that was, like, his move. He'd give you a drink that just had some, like, heavy, heavy stuff in it. And then he'd rob you. That, <laughs> so that's, his name that, his how, name was Mickey. Yeah. So that's where slipping him, slipping him a Mickey came from yeah. or whatever? Yep. Putting a As Mickey far, in his drink? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty crazy. Nice. So, okay. So, like you said... Like we said, in the description of this episode, there's going to be a link to Mike's Instagram, MP Kid, author MP Kid Instagram. There'll be a link to Amazon where the book can be purchased. There'll be a link to barnesandnobles.com where the book can be purchased. And then, like we said, Instagram and Mike's website where you can follow Mike and see what he's got going on and get a get a you know a heads up on maybe any up and coming works or an audio book that's you know in the works possibly hopefully maybe you know what I'm yep, saying. Yep, yep. Your boy can't read, so I need the audio. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but either way, super excited for that stuff. But I want to keep it moving just a little bit. So if you can, Mike, I want to talk about if we're able to, right? Sure. Like you're so like you said, it's let's let's paint a little picture, guys. Come on, let's paint a little picture here. It, the year that. is the year is 2020, right? January of 2020. We're on the cusp of a world crippling pandemic that we have no idea is coming, but it's right around the corner. And Mike here says, hey, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book like a man, like a man, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And he said like that. My father to write and his book. father before him. <laughs> the Spanish you... flu broke out. The black yeah. plague broke out. I have a sure. long family lineage of men who write books in pandemics. Thorn, thorn yeah. plagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 uh um but either way so yeah yellow fever was monster for you guys but no uh <laughs> the, the but Spanish anyway. flu <laughs> you know god that was a great a masterpiece yeah it's gonna be a best work uh but either way okay so you're setting up it are you single at this time or are you uh are you... no no i had a lady i had a lady, had a lady who 
I had a lady who I still have. <laughs> Are you and, a yoga? Uh, I had a lady and, who. <laughs> and uh, we're getting married in May, actually. Shut hey. the front door. Yeah, getting married right. to the coolest chick I know. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome, dude. Congrats. Uh, can we ask, how did you pop the question? We went to, um, what's that? Uh, Longwood Gardens over Christmas okay. season last year. Or what 2022 okay so yeah yeah just dropped the knee we were in like one of those tunnels that had like you walk through it and like the lights are coming at you and uh yeah dropped and did it there i I proposed she said yes and then i got up and we hugged and then some stranger comes up and she's like did you just propose i'm like yeah and then she just starts talking to us about like other stuff i'm like okay bye uh (laughs) we're gonna go you know, live this fairy tale right now. If you don't mind, I don't know who you are. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, Oh my God, yeah. that's crazy. And wow, this garden is so nice. And like, wow, you, I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know how much you pay for per apple per pound? It's <laughs> yeah. not a better yeah. deal than Do the grocery store. you know where store. I can validate my parking? Oh my God, lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was it. You're going to spend the rest of your lives together. Do you know how much money you would save if you didn't buy your fruit here? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Mazel. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> uh, man, that is so okay. Uh, th- that I mean, I'll tell you, I did it at the Morris Arboretum. So same kind know, of vibe, yeah. right? It's but I did mine. And it was like spring, so it was there was probably like two hundred people there, and I in like in the middle of this place. I think it's called like the the bride's garden or something like that. But it's like a big part of the arboretum. So like we're everyone's there and like I told my girl my now wife that we were meeting my mom there and I was like she's like where's your mom I don't see her and in my mind I'm like oh, fuck all right I guess I do it in front of all these people you know <laughs> so I just like put my hand up and I yelled I was like hello everyone if you wouldn't mind I'm about to propose to the love of my life right and like yelled it and she turned around she's like what are you doing and then she got down on one knee i just said yeah i was like weren't you listening uh yeah got down on one knee you know popped the question i had a friend hit hiding in the bushes that was videotaping it and nice. uh you know and she said maybe but i told everyone she said yes and then you know uh she fell for it later, she said i won't make a scene if you just stop bothering me right now and i'll answer <laughs> you when we get to the car yeah yeah yeah. she's like well, we won't i won't embarrass you now but just wait till they get to the car yeah if you just if you, if you just pull the barrel away from my spleen i promise you i'll give you an answer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then yeah the the hundred times since then that she's you know told me that she wished she would have said no i mean <laughs> she can take all those too but either way that's Divorce marriage, is expensive. Get, get used to it bub um but no that's dude happy for you man that's awesome thanks dude me too are you you planning on having any uh any kids or anything oh yeah oh yeah i told her you know as soon as as soon as the ring goes on i'm like just get ready to be pregnant for the rest of your life seven years yeah we're just yep yep how many yeah. do you, I mean, once this gets picked up by HBO, I'm sure you can afford as many kids as sure. you want, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I grew up Irish Catholic. So even though I only had, yep. there's only three of us, I, you know, I think that I have to try for like seven. Yeah. It's in seven. Yeah. yeah. Irish you know, Catholic, seven. See what's happened. I know. Yeah. Nobody, nobody yeah. talks about how hard it is for the guy to conceive. And it's just, you know, it's going to be a chore. It's going to be a chore conceiving seven right. children. Our I'm grandfathers would conceive 15 and... and maybe get seven, you know, Lord yeah. willing. Yeah. They conceive yeah. 10 yeah. and get six. 
Yeah, my know, dad, like they wait till you're ten to name you. <laughs> like, yeah, right, he's my, like, I'm not uh, sure yet. That around. one looks weak. <laughs> he doesn't, like, doesn't uh, drink a lot of milk. I don't oh, think I he's gonna this make one it. Was gonna be dead by the time I was writing this book at the Spanish yeah. flu. This yeah, one doesn't yeah, like yeah. baseball. I don't think he's gonna make it. He's yes. not gonna survive polio. This one, so I don't know what's the point. But can no. we give this one polio? He's not gonna make it. <laughs> if he uh, gets polio, he'll give the other ones polio, and then the strong ones will live. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I, I, yeah, I have that's one, one way kid to go. And yeah, I've, I have one kid and I've told my wife that like, if I could afford it, I would have a ton. You know, I, I was, I was one of four, but we always had like, I don't want to tell you pe- I mean, I, people have kids that they can't afford all the time. You can just have yeah. 12 kids. I know that. Do right? it. You can but just I do it. They, like, start, they start hey, working. They start paying I, the bills. <laughs> Hey, newsflash! I was one of the kids that my parents couldn't afford. Oh, I know, right? yeah, it's a nightmare, but uh, you can do it. Fucking, I don't want to do that again, you know. But I would say, uh, you know, if I like, I would like to. I've told my wife, I was like, I'd love to have like six kids, but it's just because I remember at my house coming up, there was just always people there, and it was the best. You know what I mean? Like legit, all like we had tons of people. Yeah. That, we had tons of people that like lived with us too, like yep. grandparents and aunts and uncles all the time. Strangers, yeah, like strangers Rent in the room. night, just all the time renting a room. You know, living in the basement, all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, but man. you know, it was fun. Justin here was one of twelve, which was cool. But is that right? Uh, I have six. I have three older brothers, three younger brothers. Ooh. And at one point in time, there was five of us in a three bedroom house with one bathroom. Yeah, not including parents and dogs and cats. Jeez, yeah, throw the yeah. dogs and cats in there. Why not? Dude, there was <laughs> enough know? hot water for one person, <laughs> and seven Justin. people would try and shower every morning. It was oh a whole Royal Rumble every morning. Nice. <laughs> Dustin uh, told a story recently of how he his stepdad would wake up at 5 a.m., go drop a huge heater, and just leave it in there, <laughs> not flush, and just That's a power a move heater, right there. Huge heater and one marble red in no the toilet. toilet paper. <laughs> Turd, <laughs> cigarette butt, no toilet paper, window open. 40 degrees so like i get up i go in it's freezing i look in the bowl and i'm just like what what is this like is this like marking (laughs) his territory like i feel like he's fucking with me like psychologically like like he's doing this on purpose power move man first off i'm a big fan of the move yeah it's a well and you said he was your stepdad right yeah so yeah, he's going. He for knew what he was doing. For love, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He yeah, knew he that really one of the him. kids would find it before my mom would, and he'd be like, "I'm just gonna leave this here, like say something." Yeah, 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 yeah. See how big of a man you really are. So, all right, <laughs> I'll say this, Mike, that uh, Justin and I are usually on the same page with this, but we. Would I have a list of that. questions. All right, fine. Uh, it's now to time get you out of it. I have a all list right, of questions. You, for you all right, you fucking twaddle. Okay, Mike. We'll make them inappropriate. It's now time for everyone's favorite segment. It's now time for the J-Dubs question segment. In this segment, Justin will be asking you questions, and you can provide answers if you so choose. Justin, take it away. First up, Shy Gilliam's a great name. Uh, How good is Hamburger Helper? So good. So, so good. Yeah. The best. That's not a question, right? No. I mean, it's just, that's it. That is the question. Do you guys Classic cheeseburger and stroganoff. No matter which direction you go, German. They used to have like a hash brown one. I can't find it, but it was like they. It was like ground beef with like hash browns and some kind of sauce on it. 
and it was fire, man. It was fire. I can't find did it. You guys, did you guys ever have at Wawa? They used to have a thing called mac and beef. It was a macaroni noodles and like ground beef. Yeah, dude, and it, with like a like kind a of like sauce. like a tangy red sauce. Yeah, dude, good and was, good for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the absolute best. It was the best, dude. And they never have it anymore. And I'm like, I don't know if they got rid of it or something, but Wawa, we know you're listening. Fan of the show, listen to the show. Please bring it back, Justin. Great first question. In Love the, hamburger helper. I just in the best of times, the worst of times, tuna helper. Not that bad. Okay, you'll survive. You'll survive under consideration. Sure. You do some milk hot with, sauce. You'll survive. You doing milk with dinner as a kid? Still do milk with dinner my fiance makes fun of me for it what? dude can i you do milk with dinner matt no god no. not not you right. didn't so not... do it or you can't the lord oh, no, took I, it I, away I, from me mike i if don't I do could, it anymore god, i would do two glasses of whole milk every night dude, with dinner. Yeah, <laughs> the lord so, took it from me so, i did something wrong so not every dinner but like Good. spaghetti, At, I oh, need, spaghetti, I need hamburger milk. helper, glass yep. of milk, 100%. meatloaf, glass of milk. My girl made 100%. hot roast and mashed potatoes the other night, yes. and it was so good. And the only thing that I thought was. I could just have a nice cold glass of whole milk with this. Did you, I, I would rest easy, but the Lord you, took it from me. We used to do God this thing. You, we used to do this thing. We all have our my, cross to carry. <laughs> we used to do this thing in my family coming up. Um, is that we would all ha- always have milk with dinner. And we would have like peas a lot, you know, at dinner. Like, you know, you'd have like whatever and like whatever peas and whatever. And my dad would always put peas, like a pea, in everybody's milk just to fuck with them. Right. You guys, you guys had some dads, man. You guys had some, some dads with some shit to prove. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for sure you know they're not all they're not all great stories like that mike but uh you know they you also like fighting <laughs> yeah if you go back to i think it was episode eight the alex lavelle part one experience it made justin cry it would it made a bunch, i got that was one I tell you that I got a lot of personal comments from that. Dude, yeah, we got to bring that back. Thing. We got to start talking uh, about more parental abuse. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, man. It's great. Um, um, but go, Mike, go what's yeah, your so peas in the milk? Go ahead, Justin. Mike, what's your drink of choice if you go to like Mike. a bar? Uh, right now, I'm sipping on some Woodford Reserve. I love me some good bourbon. Ooh, I, I I tell people I, I'm a I'm a crappy beer and good whiskey guy. Okay, what's your crappy beer? Uh, like Coors Light, man. Coors Light's good. Yeah. Yeah. I like the MK Ultras. I've been doing them recently. They're okay. Ooh, you ever put a lemon somebody, in the MK Ultra? I had I somebody know. make fun of me the other day because I was drinking a Coors Light as he was drinking a Miller Light. Right. I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm not That's saying serious. this is the best beer in the world, but like, you know, you're telling me that like horse piss tastes better than cat piss right now. Like, get out of here. <laughs> we're not far yeah. away from each other. Don't you act know? like yeah, 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 we're living yeah. blocks away. Right now. I mean, like I would say Bud Light's better than both of them, but. That's just me. Okay. That's trans. Um, right. also, to be fair, I haven't had a drink since 2019. So that's that's why I said God bless you. Hey, not for it. Not hey, it's not for any reason. I don't have an issue or anything. I'm just too <laughs> fucking tired. So that's, awesome. that's a good reason. I have a yeah, kid. I don't hate fun or nothing. Yeah, I heard you say before you don't like drinking in front of your kid and all that stuff. You're taking that's that, a good you know. point. Yeah. yeah, I don't drink. I don't drink in front of my kid. Good on I'm you, man. Sure. Yeah, man. What are you yeah. gonna do? Mike, any broken bones or any surgeries? No broken bones. Um, no, you have tonsils? Sur- That's a surgery. I think I got my tonsils. I got my wisdom teeth. Uh, I, like, split my leg open you when I was a kid. Teeth? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I Damn, I got a now. wisdom teeth taken out. Does that mean? I guess I've had surgery. God, well, you, were you put to sleep? Yeah. I, I was out, like, 
Dude, I remember being there and like because I had had a root canal where like the Novocaine didn't take and it was legit probably the most painful experience of my life. And like I told like the, you know, the dentist guy who was going to do the surgery. I was like, hey, man, just so you know, I was like, please don't. I do not want to wake up during this because like the Novocaine thing and whatever. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Start counting to 10 and I'll see you in five hours. And I'm like, well, three, you know, and I was out. <laughs> uh, yeah that's pretty good because i've thought about this concept before like i had to have my appendix taken out when i was 13 which like if i was born in the 16th century means i would have died at 13 if you like need glasses and were born in like the 12th century they just would have thought you were special needs like yeah they'd just yeah. be like what's wrong with you so like right. no surgeries no broken bones you would have made it pretty far no matter what yeah uh, i mean i got they a bunch of hired you as the village stitches, priest but yeah i mean that's stitches. everybody though yeah. Would you trade you a finger? Stitches, you didn't. You didn't live in the nineties. Well, yeah, Go ahead, I mean, Justin. Very true. Would you, would you trade a finger for three hundred thousand dollars? Do I get to pick the finger? Yeah. Three hundred. Yep. Yeah. Cash yeah. after taxes. Why not? You still I getting got, taxed? No, no. Got, but after, no, after taxes, taxes, you get three hundred. So, oh, so yeah. you clear three hundred? Yeah, okay. you clear three hundred. Yeah. Like you get three hundred deposited into your account. Nobody bothers and, you about and it. And what what finger are you getting rid of, Mike? Left I guess finger. like probably pinky on my right hand. I'm a lefty. So I'll go pinky so, on the oh, right. Everyone, right. everyone would say pinky. I would the say only right. thing it's gonna mess up is your batting. Uh, you know, it's that's your bottom hand. It's gonna mess up your swing a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, his Other softball that, team's crushed. I feel like, yeah, uh, non-dominant well, I, pinky. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. See ya, pinky. Yeah. It's Please, an easy. That's an easy one. I might do that for. I'd do that for less probably. <laughs> You're looking 100. at twelve fifty. <laughs> you do it for ninety thousand dollars? Uh I'd say I'd have to see six figures. I'd have to see you want to you want to at least be able to pay off your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd give yeah. a finger for one hundred and ten. Yeah, I'd I would, dude. 90. I'd give a finger for someone to pay off my mortgage. I'll tell you that. Again, we're talking pinky. Yeah, or whatever finger you want. But yeah, yeah, I got a buddy who lost a finger in uh in like a one of them old like uh basketball hoops. That you like got in your backyard, like you know, like you could like adjust the height, yeah, and had like a little hole in it, stuck his finger in there, shoot, like a guillotine. The hole off. that you put the thing in that locks it, yeah. He put his finger in there, yeah, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, pink that holds the right? whole pink weight of the rim and everything. Yeah, dude, it it's, wasn't even a question; it was just gone. It was it's just, like a why do you do it? It's like this thick of an Allen wrench that's supposed to go in there. I don't know. You, also, those kid, things you are your usually everything. they're yeah. usually cemented into the ground, so the pinkies probably the bone is still in the the hoop. You know, like, <laughs> you're, if you're there. his dad, you're like, do we get it or do we just I mean, leave it? No, by the no. time you got it, it's not like it's going to be any good. But wow, how old yeah. was this kid? I don't know. He was a kid. Is he still he alive? Yeah, he's all, yeah, he's one of my good buddies. Uh, yeah, he's wow. he's he's, he's doing still made it. He's he's doing fine. He's doing okay. Man, yeah, but, that's tough. You know, that's I think tough. I think part of being a kid, a dude, a boy growing up in the '90s is like you just learn the hard way. There's no yeah. other way to learn. Right? Oh, you gotta put dude. your fingers in holes. Don't put your finger in there. Why? Because of that. Yeah, you know, dude, dude. I I will say this: there is a big difference between like. I see it now, especially with like young kids. So my daughter's four, right? And there's a bunch of kids in our neighborhood and like there's little boys and little girls and stuff. And as far as like athletically, the boys are more advanced, right? Like they're, they can catch a ball better. They can hit a ball better. They're running better. They're climbing better. Like there are like those kind of like little like aesthetic things like they're naturally just better at, but 
the other day we were outside and my daughter's like doing something like a princess thing or whatever, using her imagination, having fun. And then there's another little boy there who's just running into the tree. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? And honestly, the first thought I thought, I was like, that looks like a lot of fun. You know what I mean? You know, I was like, I get where this kid's coming from. You know, I was like, I'll run into a tree. Come on. He is you learning. Know? He is learning right there. He's learning. He's learning important things. Yeah. And then until his clavicle breaks and he's like, and then forgetting right, them. <laughs> yeah. That tree won. But uh, yep. no. So yeah, you're right where it's like. I agree. In the '90s, there's a lot of there's a lot of hard learning in the '90s. Yeah, man. I have two Remember questions biker left. Biker gangs. I, I miss I miss biker gangs in the '90s. As far as like, like when I say biker gangs? gangs, no, I mean like we'll never see a group of twenty kids on their you know on their horos like and their bicycle and their red lines riding around your neighborhood anymore. You'll never yeah. see that again. And that was. Yeah. Dude, that was baseball the cards best. attached to the spokes. Yeah. Dude, yeah, tennis balls in the spokes. Did you do kid, that? Like, we did the kid brother riding the on the pegs. Yep. yep, you had the pegs. Oh, dude, yeah. I had the best pegs pair of horo pegs. That's horos. That was a flex. Horo, dude. I had the horo. I had the gyro. Dude, I had it all, man. I had a, my bike though. Got made fun of. They called it the retarded uncle. It was a Royce Union. I remember the Sears special. Yep, the Sears special. Go ahead. Are you more afraid of dragons or giants? I mean, I feel like I mean, dragon, right? Game of Thrones, because the dragon seen... is a giant. Like, oh, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. Dragon on that one. I feel like yeah, a giant breathes fire, and the giants are like moving slow. You know, yeah. I feel like you kind of see them coming. And fear of giant and... people. Have versus... you heard of the? Have you heard of the Solomon Islands? I have not. Are the giants oh, there? Oh yeah. So apparently in in World War II, it's like these islands off of Japan. There's a there's a place called the Solomon Islands, and there's where like, like Godzilla came from. No, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but there's like there's like documented like they found like skeletons of men that are like 15 feet high, like Choo. 15 feet tall, and things like that. And then there was like they when the Japanese went to take over the island they were in like the woods and stuff and then the americans came and the japanese were surrendering which the japanese never did they would die before surrender that was like their thing but they were like running from these like tall giants that in the solomon woods that were legit were coming up to them ripping them apart and eating them yeah dude some they were like 15 feet tall some were like 20 feet tall dude sounds legit look up the solomon islands i'm telling you telling you they There's some giants. giants there, babe. Giants. <laughs> yeah, giants. Uh, dragons over giants, man. I'll I'll take Big a giant. Time. And dragons Big are cool. Time. Everybody has dragons, like in their. Uh, and if you can train history, one, you can fly one. Is, cool. is there an argument for giants over dragons? Uh just it'd be so scary to see a giant. Like a, I'm talking like a Attack on Titan size giant. Like if you saw yeah, like, like a, a 300 foot dude just like start stopping, you like that's because it would be half like I'd be afraid of it, and the other half I'd be just so jealous that I wasn't a giant. <laughs> like that's the whole Jedi like superhero concept. It's like yeah. if you like, I'm still mad that I didn't get powers at 13, dude. That like if other people are getting powers, dude. I would be I'd be that dude who would blow up the moon. Can I tell right. you right now? Uh, in my book, in my about me, that's what I talk about. <laughs> about not getting my powers and how I'm bent out of shape about it. That's all. So, I'm mad I'm, that my I'm dog died that. when I was that 14 and I'm mad I didn't get powers at puberty. And yeah, I, you're I'm like 13, just, you're like, oh, every time. I'm just still trying to get blades to come out of my knuckles. Yeah, jumping off the jumping off the shed. Like, nah, still, still falling to the ground. I can't <laughs> bamf. I can't make things come into my hands when I'm tired. Yeah. Oh, I love a good bamf. 
I love a good band. So, <laughs> all, all right, right, keep going, Justin. Last question. Do you have any questions for me? Mm, I wasn't prepared. Uh, no. I, how do you? How do you? How do you maintain that awesome hairline you got? The top you, of my head. You look at that hairline. You got the hairline of a five-year-old. God bless it's, you. I got the the. Do you have a name? widow's peak? Is yeah. that a widow's peak? Well, uh, <laughs> kill it. I kill Who's it. the wolf man? Uh, I just had the guy what, shave it. Who's the what man, Justin? The guy, the kid from the Munsters, Eddie. No, please Munster. say it again. Please say it again. The what man? Eddie Munster. He's a wolf man. No, no, no. The what? Wolf. Wolf man. Wolf Thank man. You I believe there's an L in the world in the word wolf. <laughs> I don't think so. Library wolf man Popeyes. I don't. I don't. Are you are you talking about a dog man because he goes wolf wolf? wolf? The wolf oh, man. like wolf wolf like a dog. <laughs> Like the sound the of dog man? makes, or a wolf man, wolf the man. wolf man. That's part wolf, not wolf. It the should be wolf, wolf man. man, though. It should be wolf. Don't Mike, don't encourage this. It don't makes encourage. more don't sense. Even get, don't even talk about Popeyes in front of this guy. Okay, what's the deal with Popeyes? Don't. Popeyes. Don't. Popeyes Chicken Restaurant. Popeyes. That's how it's pronounced. Popeyes. Uts. No, potato it's chips. Not. And it's uts. Yeah. It's not uts. Yeah. It's, it's uts. German. It's uts. Says who? Just the Germans. I don't know. I didn't make it up. How many Germans? Do you, I mean, they say "uts" in the commercial. It's uts. I hate when you're, you guys you're fight. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, you're upset. <laughs> I hate watching you guys fight. Nobody wins when the family feuds. <laughs> That's all Speaking I got. For of, you, man. I mean, yeah, no family feud. Touchy subject on this show. Shout out Steve Harvey though. Cat Williams came for that and throw. Uh, mm. But either way. So let's keep it on moving on. Keep it on moving down the road. Uh, like I said, Mike, I mean, Justin and I are on the same page with this. We'd love to have you back on if you'd be willing to come back on the show. I would love to, man. You guys is awesome. You guys are great. This was so much fun, dude. Mike, we had a I whole haven't read, thing. I, yeah, I haven't read ahead, a Justin. book since The Hatchet, and I'm willing to read your book, and then you can come yeah. back and we'll talk about it. Dude, let's do it, I would love man. that. Yeah. Yeah, let's have a I would sesh. love that. No, yeah, dude, yeah, I would. Sure. I would I, dude, I was thinking the same Liam, thing. I was yeah. Like, Liam does the comic book show. I bet he. Oh, like, dude, Liam, Liam and Burn, Burn, they would eat this book alive. They would absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah. No, nice. And then once the audio version comes out, and then I yeah, Matt will know, actually do it. <laughs> I can't read it, so either way. <laughs> uh, but no, we JW, you towards, could read to him. You know? <laughs> I just call you every night, Matt. <laughs> what if I did? He's laying in bed. <laughs> we had so, yeah. Is there pictures? I can look at the pictures. <laughs> Page. <laughs> we we had a uh, uh a year ago we had a guy uh, literally justin a year ago we had chad marks on the show a year ago you believe that how crazy is that but we had a guy named chad marks on the show a year ago he's an ex-con who did like 18 years in a federal penitentiary and was released for good behavior like he has a crazy story but he also wrote a book and he did an audio book on youtube where he has like a bunch of videos where he read like a couple chapters at a time I mean, some people have said I have the voice of an angelic angel. So if you would want me to, I could read aloud your book online. But I'll take that know, into consideration. Yeah. You know, you've heard the voice. Aloud, I'm just saying. Like he, someone will read it to him and then he'll repeat, <laughs> and then he'll repeat right. it. Right. I, will, I will pay <laughs> someone to read it for me. Just like line. Yeah. line every 10 <laughs> seconds uh okay so we're coming towards top of time like i said in the description of this episode we will have a link to mike aka the author mp kids instagram we have a link to where you can get they're not here to save us on amazon we'll have a link to barnesandnobles.com where you can get the book there we'll have a link to mike's website Mike, is there anything you want to say to your legions of adoring fans before we get out of here? Uh, guys, thanks for having me. Um, I should be doing a signing at the Barnes & Noble and Plymouth meeting on January 20th. That's a Saturday. 
So uh, uh, stay tuned. Hit my hit my uh, my socials and stuff like that. I'll keep you guys updated about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah happy be... to see you there, bud. Yeah, I'll so, come. Yeah, we're recording on, uh, or this should air. I mean, yeah. So for those listening, that'll be this upcoming Saturday, the twentieth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, hit hit my hit my socials. I'll uh, I'll keep everybody up to date on the time and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, man, dude. Awesome. Yep. Nice. Very cool. J Dub. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? I'm gonna buy a book. Do it. I bought a book in so long. Do it. There's yeah, like 10 book do. minimum, actually. So I have to buy 10 of them? <laughs> nah, for you, I'll cut a deal. You can have one. <laughs> Is this a joke? What? I was like, I haven't bought a book in a long time. I don't know how books work. <laughs> that was a great joke. How many times you thrown that one out there? Huh, Mike? Uh, once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an industry standard. So, well, speaking of industry standard, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. I'm today by the one and only Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson. And our guest today is the man, the myth, the legend himself, the one and only MP Kid, a.k.a. My Kid. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. And you can join us on Twitter and TikTok at Working P Pod. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. And please like, subscribe so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening and make sure you get this book. Thanks. See you.